What is up, everyone? We are finally back with you. It is December 3rd. I th- it's yeah. been a long time since we've... Uh... It's about damn time, dude. Yeah. We, 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 we were supposed to have something up for you guys. We know we <coughs> tweeted out, um, for those who follow, uh, that we were going to put up uh, separate episodes. Yeah. And you know what? You guys want to know what uh, what happened there? Well, so it led off with uh, Luke's episode that he had planned, and he actually did, but he did it live on his Instagram yep. and didn't save the video because it was live. <coughs> And, and then, then let's just not talk about the other part. Zane and I did it, <laughs> and uh, we had technical problems. We'll just leave it at that. We actually did a full-on, like, an hour-long episode and yeah. uh, couldn't upload it. Yeah, yeah. Darby didn't have any audio, so that that's kind of a major issue. But I'm finally out of quarantine, thank Christ. Uh, that was annoying as hell. And I'm just ready to talk some football. I mean, the college football playoff rankings are finally out. We're in the second week of that. What is your take, dude? Uh, I'm disappointed. Um, yeah, I can. Now, not for the same reasons that uh, a lot of, from what I've read, I don't know what to call them, followers of college football. Um, a lot of people are mad about the BYU situation. Well, yeah. I'm personally not. Well, I can understand why because they're an undefeated team that has. Yeah, their strength of schedule hasn't been the greatest, but they have... Well, it's not it hasn't been the greatest. They've demolished it's terrible, though. They've demolished everybody. They're an undefeated team. And, I mean, I think the fact that the Pac-12 kind of fucked them over by denying the Washington game. Has that been confirmed that that Pac-12 denied that's, it? That's what I'm fairly certain, because they said uh, they were going to keep everything in conference. Th- that... They would if a game was canceled. They would try to reschedule with an in-conference opponent. Um, that's what the I guess the leading theory out there seems to be right now. Yeah, I just even <clears throat> still though, you know, their solution. At, I mean, not really a solution. I guess you play who you can play, but playing Coastal Carolina to me doesn't do too much, in no. my opinion, for the resident. I because Coastal Carolina is that same situation. They're an undefeated team, but they their <clears throat> strength of schedule is terrible. It's yeah. not that these. It's not like. It's different from an un, like I understood the arguments that UCF, even though I didn't agree with them getting in at the time because of the teams that were ahead of them, um, like an American conference team. If that American conference team is undefeated, dominating, I feel like that resume is way stronger than yeah. I mean, the, than an independent that's played like their toughest, their literal toughest opponent was Boise State. Yeah, I mean, and I understand that. And the American is the closest group of five to a power conference to a power five. Conference. You you could argue, and, and I I know I've it's I've better been than the Big Twelve. It's, uh, I don't know. I I am still hesitant on the Big Twelve. I want to say because I'm more on the the Pac twelve. Yeah, I think the Pac twelve is worse than the Big Twelve. Yeah. Huh. Well, I mean, we'll find out. But my thing is, is I'm not going to blame BYU for their current schedule because I know what their schedule was supposed to be. They ha- they had I think 6 or 7 power 5 conference opponents originally scheduled before the covid situation started. They including Washington, uh, Minnesota, Arizona, um, there were multiple um, power 5 conference opponents in there. So I'm not going to put the blame on BYU. Obviously, they've played who they've had available. I would like to see them uh, play another, you know, more tough opponent um, in terms of, you know, strength of schedule. But I'm not going to put them on that. My issue lie in the 
the committee is really showing their power five bias and not just with the disrespect to BYU, but Georgia, yeah, Iowa State, Georgia and Iowa State uh, in in nine and eight spots, Oklahoma re- back up to eleven. It's amazing to me. They're trying to keep the Big Twelve relevant to put an argument against and Cincinnati the SEC, going undefeated. The Georgia should not be sniffing the top ten. The Georgia should be down at a, a thirteen range, in my opinion, maybe into the uh, eleven range. But Miami should be above Georgia and Iowa State. Um, personally, I think Indiana and BYU could make an argument for that. Now, Indiana did just lose Michael Penix Jr. for the yeah, season. But which you, you can only go off the body of work yes. that's happened so far in the season. Um, and they have a very interesting game up against uh, Wisconsin this week. Mm-hmm. But my biggest gripes with the committee is... Why those two teams in particular, Georgia and Iowa State, should not be as high as they are. Period. Well, well, you know, you look at it like you could. What's funny is you could make, even though I don't agree with it at all, you could make the case for Georgia based off who they've lost to. Yes. Iowa State, on the other hand, no. I know we love them. Yeah. But that loss at the beginning of the season to Louisiana, having that as one of your losses, and to sit here and tell me that they are better than Miami, who's only losses to, at the time, the number one team in the country. Well, it doesn't matter at the time or not. But, it well, was still, to, it sorry, was, now the current number three team in the country, it, at the time, it, the number Clemson. one team. Their, their you know only I mean? loss is to Clemson. And I granted, it was a horrible loss. You know, we were not competitive in that game. But still, it's that was our only loss. Yes. I mean... But I don't want to make this a... I'm not just griping about the... I just don't understand the Georgia... They're, I, they're, I don't understand where, what they're basing their... The logic. Their what's, logic around. What's the logic? And that's always kind of been the gripe with the committee is they aren't the most transparent with the logic of how they place these teams. No, they now, kind of just leave it to we can just tell. Yes. Which they, they, they go, can make the argument. I mean, they've done it with Ohio State, keeping yeah. Ohio State there. But we all... I mean, it's not just a committee. We all know what Ohio State is. Well, and they they go very so. heavy on the eye test, as we know. But again, I always fall back on those teams like well, Miami just got kind of fucked by their own conference. But the teams like Cincinnati, they're in a fortunate situation where most of the at least two teams, well, three teams ahead of them, at the bare minimum, are going to have another loss. Yeah, I mean. Florida, Texas A&M, and then because Florida plays Bama, Bama, and would play potentially in the uh, that, SEC that would be the, that game. would be the SEC. So you've got your game. guarantee between Texas, Florida, Texas A&M, and Bama. Those three teams all at some point are going to have to play each other. Yep. Now the only and thing comes in Notre Dame. The only thing I see is I don't think A&M has another. Um, has another like potential. They play loss. Auburn next, and I believe yeah. that's their next toughest. That's their only. That, tough game. That's the yeah. only tough game. But do you? I don't think the committee would put in, even if it's only a one loss, uh, a team that didn't even make the conference championship game. No, um, based off the teams ahead. <clears throat> yeah, ahead of them. I mean, no, I don't. I don't think a one loss A and M team with their resume because they don't have. I don't think they have like a. A, a marquee win. win. They, yeah. They're only like real. What would have been their marquee win? They got blown out by Alabama. Um, well, they, actually, they beat Florida. Yeah, yeah, they did beat Florida, and that is Florida's only loss. And then A and M's only loss is a blowout to Bama. I just don't know if it's enough. 
um, which we can get to that later because we're gonna be coming. We're gonna come back to the uh, college football playoff. Well, so you don't want to quite get into that yet. Not just yet. Okay. Um, because I kind of want to hop off the <laughs> the playoff rankings for a little bit. Okay. Because okay. I, I I've been wanting to really talk about what's going on with the Big Ten. Okay. Um, it's where did my it's kind of a big talk right now um, around the college football world because if you if you really listen to the college football world, uh, a lot of them are trying to say that there's a good chance Ohio State doesn't play a game the rest of the year. I, I know the Michigan State game is on as of now, but you're looking at two very high COVID uh, situations yeah. there between uh, Michigan as a state. I don't know about I don't know Michigan State's well, situation. So- but Ohio State just had their breakout. Well, Ohio State just had their breakout. Michigan, it just came out in the the uh, Detroit Free Press that apparently they're dealing with twelve COVID cases, uh, in house. But it again, don't quite understand. There's been some speculation that they're trying to leak that information to kind of get themselves out of hot water in terms of uh, people in the college football community saying that they're ducking Ohio State. Um, and another rumor I heard, if the uh, Michigan game doesn't happen, and this would piss off a lot of people, including Ohio State fans, because of the hypocrisy of the Big Ten, but they're speculating that BYU may be a possible opponent for Ohio State in that um, as a filler for the game. I don't think they would do it, though. I don't think the Big Ten would do it. I don't, I don't think so either, but the Big Ten's going to have to – give on one of their either they're going to have to go back on their word and allow Ohio State to schedule an out of conference or they're going to have to go back on their rule about the six game minimum and I that's where my prediction is, is I, I think if I'm because if I'm gonna be honest with you I don't think Ohio State plays another game I think that this game's gonna end up getting postponed well um and then I I'm almost 98 percent sure that Michigan's not playing a game for us here and I agree with you on that one and this is why there's a lot of um smoke coming out of the Michigan program. You have rumors of parents leading a meeting with the coaching staff telling them that they want the season shut down, that since the team is dog shit and they have no chance at winning, they don't want to risk their son's health in terms of coronavirus. Which is fair. You have players just straight up quitting on Har- uh, John Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh. Or Jim, yeah, Jim Harbaugh. My bad. Wrong <laughs> coach in the Ravens. Yeah. Um, and this was just uh, released on 97.1 The Fan here in Columbus. Uh, the Mike Valeni Show said that there are rumors going around that Michigan quarterback Joe Milton in the middle of the Rutgers game was very disgruntled and he was telling teammates during the game that he was going to transfer out of Michigan and drop 50 on Jim Harbaugh and Michigan. Like... From personal connections, I know there is a lot of um, tension for Michigan players. Yeah, between the players and the coaches. Yes, and that the environment is not a a healthy environment at all, just from the connections that I have personally. And you can see it in all the news coming out. You can see it on the field. It looks like the players have quit on on the coaching staff. I mean, it's sad. Isn't it? It is. So, I mean, uh, like, because I understand, I hate Michigan just from growing up in Ohio, and I know Ohio State fans hate Michigan, and, and yes, while it is sweet to be like, 
Sign up to a live it's, it's It's like a it's like it's a fine line because yes. you love to see it and you hate to see it at the same time because you want your rival to be relevant. Yes, it's the same. You know, down in Florida, like you want to kick their ass every year. And don't get me wrong, I love watching them get their yeah. shit stomped. But it's just this whole situation sad to see. I mean, a great classic football college football program mm-hmm. just it's uh, another blue blood man deteriorate. I mean, it's rapidly. Texas, USC went downhill quick there for a couple years. Um, I mean, it's uh, it's just ugly what's going on there. I mean, it it's sad, but yeah. honestly, uh, and if I'm being honest, the whole Big Ten's kind of meh to me this year. It, and that's what's you want to. I'm, I'm going to relay this back to the uh, college football rankings. Yes, the Big Ten is. It's not a good season for the Big Ten at What's all. What's going on with Penn State and Michigan? Like that's and, really hurting the Big Ten. And yet this year. the Big Ten has at a, has most ranked in the top twenty five of any conference. Do they really? We have the Big Ten has the most teams ranked in the top twenty five of any conference. That's really shocking to me, to be honest. Yeah, that's really shocking to me. Um, I just think it has to do with them being um, having all that time off. That they've the the committee's really showing that they don't really care about the time taken off. That they're just going to keep jumping these teams up rapidly. I mean, look at Indiana before they lost to Ohio State. How they yeah. climbed from. I mean, I wouldn't even know what to have placed them as a preseason ranking. No, I mean, you know what I mean. Well, so all the way to tenth in two weeks. Even if, nobody could predict what was going to happen with the Big Ten. I mean, we've touched on my uh, Big Ten predictions from the preseason a couple of times throughout the season. And, I mean, I feel like I did a decent job with those, but there are some really big, like, Minnesota. Oh, yeah, and I State, left out Minnesota. Michigan. Michigan State being as bad as they are. Rutgers being as competitive as they are. Indiana being as competitive as they were. Northwestern being as competitive as they were. Uh, Wisconsin just looking like a, a freight train if they didn't have the COVID issues. I think I think if Wisconsin didn't run into all the COVID issues, they'd be another potential top ten, top five uh, team right now. So there's uh, there's been a lot of just it's just been a mess. It's been a dumpster fire in the Big Ten this year, man. Well, and and you know jumping off that, looking at another not really a mess, but just with the a conference situation, you look at the ACC and what it. It just changed its rules, which, because uh, I, I didn't finish where I was going to go off, was uh, my prediction of Ohio State not playing a game the rest of this year. I think the Big Ten is going to change its rules and allow um, Ohio State to play. Because you're look, it's, it's, a, it's a different situation when you're looking at a team that, even though, you know, will have only played four games, they're the undefeated. Yeah. They're top five. Yeah. There's no reason to not allow Ohio State to play in your conference. They are your, they're your conference's only hope. College football is a business, and the Big Ten has to make a business decision. The college football playoff brings in so much revenue, not just for the team that makes it in, but for the conference as a whole and the other schools. Yeah, believe me, Big Ten, the other Big Ten schools, as much as you want to, you know, that competitive spirit of wanting to play your teams, you want somebody to be in there representing your conference. And Barry Alvarez came out and said it himself. Yes, yeah, and I forgot, I wanted to bring that up. I mean, he himself said that the, he would expect and hope that the Big Ten 
changed its rule to allow specifically Ohio State to play in the conference championship against what would look like to be Northwestern. I mean, if Ohio State doesn't, you have a one-loss uh, Indiana team who lost to Ohio State yeah. with their starting quarterback, who now has lost that starting quarterback. There's no argument to be made against it. There's no, no like, there's no, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? There's, there's no alternative. For well, it's all. not alternative. There's no, like, uh, no teams, can, it's not like uh, TCU back in 2014 where there was that, well, we could have got, we should have gotten in. Yeah. There's no, there's none of that because the only other option had lost to Ohio State. Yeah. So it's, it, there's there's not going to be that, no, we should have gotten in because Indiana, and I mean, I would hope and, ha, you know, have enough respect that their fan base would be, like, they beat us fair and square. Yeah. It was a good game. We put up a fight at the end, but we lost. There, we should They should go into the Big Ten Championship over us. And what's actually funny is, Stemming from the Barry Alvarez uh, comments, there is now a push from Big Ten faithful that he replaced Kevin Warren as the Big Ten commissioner. I think anybody, like I think if you if you uh, go roam the streets of Columbus <laughs> and just go under a bridge somewhere and just go find a guy and be like, hey, well, we got a job opening. <laughs> That's all your sign. We got a job opening. Just come and get it. It's yours for the taking. Yeah, but <laughs> got the seat warm for you. I mean, well, let's get back to the ACC. Your team got royally kind of fucked well, by this. It's It fucks us, but at the same time, not too much. There was a very slim, slim chance that Miami could find itself in the ACC championship well, game, and I will say that. The only problem, my, my concern, or my quarrel with, uh, so what, for those that don't know, uh, the ACC changed its rules that uh, ACC teams can only play uh, nine games total now. So pretty much all the teams are axing a game uh, this year for the rest of the year because we all had two games left. So only playing this next week and that's it. Well, actually, they said that, but I don't. I haven't heard anything about what's going to go on with Miami and North Carolina because yeah. we're still scheduled to play. So I don't know what's going to go. On. Who knows anymore with 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 how this whole season's going? But so what that literally does is. Notre Dame's a shoe in now. I mean, no, well, Notre Dame locks the college football or college football playoff. I'm an ACC championship, an ACC championship berth, um, and then Clemson with a win at Virginia Tech locks their spot to face uh, Notre, Dame. Notre Dame in a rematch. So pretty much what the ACC did was one solidified at least one spot in the in the college football playoff and sets himself up very good for a potential a two. potential two two team to get in. But so my issue with that isn't I mean they they made the right business move like I said college football is a business but when I think it would have been awesome if you know Miami had an open week Notre Dame had an open week put Miami the fans a, wanted it man put Miami against Notre Dame and see what happens if Notre Dame wins like I think they would be expected to win that game they would be favored in that game. Then they just earn themselves. But it, I think it would risk too much in terms of the college football playoff. Yeah. Um, you know, I just think to me that the it's more of a three-team race than people thought before this rule change. And there was one simple outlier to solving that, to making it a clear cut. These are the two best teams. Let them play, play each other again. 
was that the fact that Miami and Notre Dame did not play each other this yes. year. Yes. We're not scheduled. Even I mean, we've all wanted it, man. We wanted this from day one to play Notre Dame. Catholics and Congress. And we had the opening. It would have been a great move for them to get the ACC back in Especially the spotlight Especially on again. a week, week? On a week, yeah. I mean, game day back the, with Miami, the, you know. The only solid game on this slate of games is the Coastal Carolina-BYU game. Yeah. And I just think that it would have helped the uh, that three-team race that's going on, but instead of doing that, they did what's going to help the conference overall. Like mm-hmm. I said, we all want rep- our, our conference represented in the uh, playoff, but... To have your, you know, it that see that's the difference in uh, a rule change between the ACC and the Big Ten, like the potential Big Ten rule change is we already know the Ohio State beat Indiana, that's done. Yeah, you know, let's put Ohio State in there. Then you got this where it's Miami hasn't played Notre Dame at all. Yeah, why not either get them to play each other or let the game let them play their full slate, but and then put the teams in. The but then I also, I have to give props to the ACC for being willing to go out and make the rule change that would be in the best entrance of the conference as a whole, as opposed to the Big Ten being stubborn as fuck and not adjusting to the times, not changing the the uh, protocols and everything that they put in place, like the 21 days, where even now the CDC is saying, hey, you're only going to have to do 7 to 10 days quarantine. Like, it's, it's stuff like that. Like, the ACC is willing to adjust their protocol and the rule set for this fucky season that we have. Yeah. And the Big Ten is just being stubborn and not doing it. And we'll see what happens if they stay that way or if, um, with with what could potentially happen. Again, Ohio State might play this week and, or uh, play, I mean, even it doesn't even matter because I highly doubt Michigan plays a game. If Even if Ohio State plays Michigan State this week. Yeah, I think um, I think the Michigan State game will happen. I don't think the Michigan game will happen. It's just gonna be. It's gonna be interesting. I feel like, I feel like eight, the ACC changing its rules is really gonna help Ohio State because I think that's gonna also see the Big Ten, be, the Big Ten change their rules. And they've already started looking into it. Yeah. As well. So I, I think the having a conference like with the ACC leading that charge on we're being flexible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're being flexible. You guys gave us Duke. We could have had solved this issue, but whatever. There, it's helping out Notre Dame, but it's cool. I'll, I'll, keep, well, well, I'll keep my shit talk away. You know what they're trying to do? They're trying to be nice to Notre Dame to try to lure them into sticking into the ACC. They won't. No, they won't. But they're that's that's what that's that. what the I think that's what the and it's going to look is. really bad on us next year when uh, Notre Dame leaves and they're literally the only season that they came Could, in they've won the ACC. I know. Could you imagine if they actually won it and then just hold it? I don't think they anyway, will either. So <laughs> we'll move on. And because actually it jumps into what I uh, something I was gonna say, but uh, what's your I want to know what's your biggest surprise of this college football? Whether it's you know team player, what's your biggest surprise Ooh. so far that's happened? Because this has been a wild year. It, it really has. So it's gonna be a tough one to um, tough question. So there have been a couple things that have really surprised me. Um, the first part would be. Um, how competent and competitive the group of five teams have looked. Um, I think they, from the very jump, they looked really good, obviously, with the Sun Belt coming out and almost taking four games off of the Big 12. Um, another surprise would be just how poor the Big 12 as a whole has performed with the teams at the top of that conference being the ones to loot, drop games to Sun Belt 
conference teams. Um, but my my biggest surprise has got to be it's a it's a combination, Penn State and Michigan. How weak the Big Ten East has been. Yeah. How flipped on its head it's been. I mean, it's un- looking at a reverse of what the Big Ten usually is. Yeah, it's, it, it's always been the Big East is a freaking well, you loaded side. You go back to um, 2014 to 2016, 2017. Who are the top four teams, top five teams in the Big Ten as a whole? A- as a as a whole, your top five teams: Ohio State, Wisconsin, Penn State, Michigan, Michigan State. Yep. Only one isn't in the Big East, Big Ten East. Yes. Now, three of those Big Five from the Big Ten as a whole are at the bottom. Are bottom feeders? Because yeah. you go back 2014, Ohio State in the playoff. Was it 2015 or 2016? Michigan State was uh, in the playoff. I believe it was 2015 because I think it was the year right after Ohio State won the Natty. That yeah, because it was Michigan because that State was the year the backup quarterback came in and Chris Fry got the win in Columbus and he. Yeah, shout out Grove City boy. Yep, love you, Chris. Um, <laughs> Just got his realtor's license, by the way. Hey, congratulations, man! If you ever see this, <laughs> you probably won't. But uh, go tie cats. But anyway, uh, it's fucking surprising. Um, just it, it's we've been talking about it kind of all year. Just how completely flipped on its head is. We talked about you know Rutgers actually being competent, um, Indiana being really good, and Northwestern being really good. Uh, Purdue has been kind of a letdown uh, with Rondell Moore he, coming you back. Haven't seen it. You haven't said your your big letdown. You still haven't said them. Minnesota. Yeah. That's yeah. your big letdown because we yeah. were. Because I I you know yeah. just just like just can, like can we just not talk no, just, about just, that? Just like I got them to <laughs> sip the juice uh, before the Miami Clemson game. I mean oh. this dude got me to sip like guzzle down the freaking jug for Minnesota before the year and. Yeah. I kind of jump piggyback my predictions on Minnesota or yeah. the Big Ten off him, and I don't want to. Thanks, t- man. I, <laughs> I don't want because I because what did I say? I was like Northwestern. I was like I'm I'm really high on Northwestern, what? but yeah, but so your predictions I. swayed me into being Dude. like you know Minnesota. I, after all, after I kept saying that. I said it as I was like, I think Minnesota's gonna do it. I'm like, but they've lost a lot, and you know we don't know what they really are. If they were a one year wonder, Pulse let me and down. And then here we here I go. We, you know, Pulse let me down. I know that's so much of an insider that people don't understand. But look up Rainbow Six Siege, the character Pulse, and then look up a picture of um, PJ Fleck. PJ Fleck, <laughs> same person. I swear to God, <laughs> that's I think that's his secret side job is he does the modeling. He, he for, couldn't find for the fucking Ubisoft. heartbeat for his team. Oh, no. <laughs> So, you know what my biggest surprise is, and I'm gonna kind of go away from um, what we've been talking about. What we've been, well, kind of, uh, but what would people's like the the popular uh, pick would be for like a surprise? Like, okay. typically people take the Cinderella stories and stuff like that. Yes. you know what I mean, like a BYU things like that of that nature. I I, I wouldn't think that I, would be much of a surprise. Well, no, not with their yeah. schedule. Yeah, their placing and how yeah. you know the arguments that I know they're they're trying to push them harder than they really are. Um. Notre Dame, yeah. Um, I, yeah. You, you know, I, I actually today the perennial letdown. You know, today I because I was thinking about making this a uh, look back on our predictions before the season started, but I, I ended up deciding that I wanted to wait until after the season was over before we did something like that. 
Um, but when I was looking back and because and look, it's part hatred. Okay, I can tell you that if you don't, if you're not a Notre Dame fan, everybody hates Notre Dame. But I we we really railroaded Notre Dame before the season uh, started. Uh, Zane, one of my one of my favorite things he said was he thought that Notre Dame was going to be towards the bottom of the ACC. Yeah, uh, le- legitimately, I and did. I and I didn't think they were going to be towards the bottom. I thought that they were going to be kind of fall into that middling category, you know, somewhere where like North Carolina is right now. Cause, um, well, and let me justify that because I thought that. Uh, I was buying into a little bit to the ACC hype. I thought, you know, Virginia Tech was going to be a really competitive team. North Carolina was going to be a really solid team. Uh, Duke is always that that sleeper team that can surprise mm-hmm. people. Miami, be, I thought, was going to be there to challenge Clemson. You had Clemson in there. You know, you have some – Virginia is always a, a tough team. So I thought that those teams, the quality of play would be that little bit level higher – and I thought that Notre Dame would be upset playing as competitive of a schedule as I thought it would have been. So that was my reasoning for that. But Well, you know, and it wasn't too far off because if you look, I, I like to remind people that this is Notre Dame team barely snuck by Louisville. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think they only won by six points. Yeah. I think. I think it, it was, was like 12 to 6, if I'm not mistaken. Let's go back. They can only put 12 points up on against Louisville. And which... Uh, 12-7. 12-7. I proceeded to railroad them after that. Uh, Mainly, I railroaded them because the college football ranking... uh, The AP did not budge on them. Actually, they moved up two spots, I think. Um, But regardless... Regardless of how I feel, in my personal opinion... They they beat Clemson. My personal opinion, uh, I think... I've talked about the fact that... I thought I put more of the blame on the defense of Clemson. Um, I do think that if Trevor Lawrence was playing, that Clemson would have won that game. Yeah. Mainly from not just because look, I get it. They have a five-star backup. He was a top quarterback prospect. Experience. Get it? Well, not even just experience. Leader. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence is undoubtedly the leader of Clemson, outside of Dabo Swinney, of course. He is the leader of that team. He is the voice. He's. There's just no question. The no. players look to him. That's their their leader. I feel like that really made, you know, because Notre Dame barely squeaked by without Clemson's best player at home. Barely squeaked by in overtime. But regardless, you guys won it. And I'm I, excited to see the championship game. I'm excited to see the rematch. Um, I'm gonna get, I'll get to that in a second. <laughs> um, you know, I just, you know, kudos as hard as it is for me to say. You yeah. know, um I still hate you guys for that that freaking tweet you guys did. Yeah. Um, I thought that was insanely disrespectful because you guys would not be playing college football right now without the ACC. Um, so think about that later. Um, so anyway, college football playoff prediction. Okay. This is something I wanted to talk because we're two, uh, I believe it's only been two rankings that they yes. put out. This is um, the second one. So we gave it a couple to see how they were going to be playing their, what their formula what their formula would look like, what they're what we're looking at, you know, this year, if they were going to give more attention to the group of five, uh, before we started coming out and talking about our personal predictions, um, for the college football playoffs. So I want to hear, and you can start in whatever order, but I want to hear number, like what seed, okay, and we're locking it in right now. So, so I'm gonna do what I would like to see, but 
You gotta. I, I I know. Well, give me your lock and then I, come back yeah. around with okay, it. Okay. So I'm like, this is but this is what I want. Would love to see. So I'm going to give your reasonings as well. Um, I think Bama demolishes Florida in the SEC championship game. I think Florida will put up a fight for the first uh, half or two and a half quarters, but Bama will really start to separate into the late into the third uh, quarter and into the fourth. Bama is my one seed. Okay. Clemson comes in, and I think they dog Notre Dame in the ACC championship. I think – I can't oh, – I can't say dog. I think it will be at least a 14-point game. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Clemson is my number two team. Ohio State, I think, will stay at – see, this is where I get torn – because I don't know how the the committee would rate the Texas A&M one-loss SEC school. Um, I think it would probably be Ohio State 3, A&M 4 is what I think they would do. So you're taking Bama, Clemson, Ohio State, A&M. A&M. That's what I think they will do. Now, what I would like to see, and this is just purely for, you know, hell is real, Battle of Ohio. An Ohio State versus Cincinnati matchup. Bama 1, Ohio State 2. No. No. Fuck, that wouldn't work. Damn it. That breaks my heart. Ohio State would have to be 1 for that to work. That breaks my heart. Well, I mean, there's still a possibility that they they put Cincinnati Dude, at four. I know, but Cincinnati is not going to beat Clemson three. or Bama. <laughs> All right, so my pipe dream is to get an Ohio State-Cincinnati matchup match in, the, in playoffs. the playoffs. It wouldn't work, but um, honestly, I think uh, A&M, they will get in um, if Bama demolishes Florida. If Florida keeps it close... I think Florida will get in because their only loss is to A&M and they hung close with Bama. Um, I also could see if Notre Dame keeps it close with Bama, it's staying exactly how it is, just Notre Dame being three and Clemson being two. Um, fuck. Did I already put in my lock? I'm going to... You... I'm going to... I don't like that fourth... That The top three is easy but that fourth spot i think it really could be either of those three notre dame florida or a&m just with how the committee is rolling with it um but i i really just don't know how to gauge those three man well if it makes you feel any better like usual i'm gonna rock the boat so with mine are you going cincinnati so no i'm gonna re- i'm gonna really rock the boat you you're going for- ou you, re- you ready for this shit you're on ou no i'm not i'm not going that crazy listen here well then what All the right, fuck so, out there is that so crazy? so i'll pre I'll, I'll i'll preface this with um the conference championships my yes. what i what i'm predicting on the the, the uh, conference championships all right uh so for one ohio state i think that their rules are going to get changed and I think Ohio State's going to go to the uh, Big Ten Championship, win against North, uh, Northwestern, and that'll lock them in. Okay. Because I think if Ohio State goes to the Big Ten Championship, wins the Big Ten Championship, that's a lock. Yes. 
They're I not agree. keeping Ohio State out. They've shown. Ohio State hasn't budged in the rankings almost virtually since day one. Two, ACC matchup. I think Clemson, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I think this being a revenge game, having Trevor Lawrence back, barring, he, unless there's a COVID situation. You know, this yes. is without, I'm just going to throw that out. No COVID situation. This is pure yes. football. Pure football. Trevor Lawrence back, revenge game, because trust me, Clemson believes in those, especially when they're being doubted. I think they put a beat down on Notre Dame in the in the AC championship game. SEC championship game. I'm sticking with my preseason. You're going Florida. Yes. I think they've been insanely hot too. They have. Kyle Trask is playing He's like, throwing a like five touch like five or six touchdowns every freaking game. My dude. only concern is their defense. Yes, but at the same time, it if it comes to a shootout. Yeah. I have I seriously have more faith in Florida's offense in a shootout than I do in Alabama's. I think Kyle Trask is a better quarterback than Mac Jones. I would agree with that. And I think Kyle, you know, Kyle Pitts is a better weapon than Alabama has. I think Kyle Pitts is the most versatile weapon he, in college no, football. No, well here, because right, I've been, I've been on the Jordan hype train. Kyle Pitts is the best player in football right now. Yes. If there wasn't such quarterback bias, he should win the Heisman this year. But there's quarterback bias. And it, it's the it. best quarterback on the best team yeah. is who wins so, the Heisman. With that in mind, I got a Heisman seat number one. Whoa! Yep. So I think if a high no, seat goes no out, way. takes care of business in the Big Ten Championship, and Alabama lo- Alabama loses to Florida, Clemson would, be and then playing. Clemson beats Notre Dame. I think Ohio State would do it. I I don't see the committee ever putting Ohio State at one with only five game, well six games played when you have Clemson sitting there. I I just I I can't see that. Even with my Ohio State bias, I don't see it. I, I, I just I think that them being undefeated, and I honestly personally feel that Ohio State would dominate their Big Ten championship game. Yeah, I dominate it. And at that point, uh, North, Northwest, Wisconsin. And at that point, Northwestern's probably going to be closer to the top ten going into that game. I would assume. Well, with how the rankings are probably going to naturally. Well, Indiana's going to lose this week. Um, with all the teams that are going to lose. I mean, yeah. Iowa State's probably, you know, like... Iowa State, Oklahoma. And they're going to jump rankings up, yeah. too, to, to benefit. Yeah. Just off how the freaking rankings have been going. But, uh, number two, Clemson. Okay. That's who I have. And this is where I'm... A, You're going three, Florida, three and then Florida, Four, Bama. Bama, okay. Because, look, yeah. you if Alabama... Gonna keep, you aren't going to keep They're Bama not going to keep Alabama no. out. Because it comes down to so because that what I that situation that I laid out is almost like a worst case scenario for those that for that committee. Yeah. But the problem is you look at the fallback. Well, Alabama's a number one team in the country. If they go out, it wouldn't even matter. Honestly, and, and it wouldn't even matter if they got their asses. It wouldn't matter if that game was like sixty-five to fourteen. Alabama's in the playoffs. And, and they aren't. They would structure the rankings so that Florida and Bama would not have an immediate I mean, rematch. We saw it in twenty seventeen. Yeah. Alabama shouldn't have been in the playoffs that year. They won it. Yeah, it's just like Ohio State well, shouldn't have been shouldn't in the have been in, but they won it. Yeah, you know, it, it's the same situation. Well, that situation is. So that's my I okay. That's my I, my, I, my I know you don't, I, and I, you I, could sway me on the you you are right in a sense that uh, Ohio State's lack of games they played. Yeah, that, and, that I could see Ohio State probably and the too, competition realistically and the comp- who has Ohio State played other yeah. than Northwestern and Indiana. And you can make the argument that Indiana win this. Is, yeah. I don't know. 
I still don't know what I think about Indiana, so, but I'll never know now that Panics is hurt. My anyway. my thing is is I never see um, Ohio State jumping Clemson unless Clemson were to lose again. If Clemson yeah, were to lose I to can... Notre Dame again, that's the only way I see Ohio State jumping Clemson. So, that's fair. but I I regardless, actually, that's my fault. I think that is a I really like that scenario. Um, and this, I think it's almost just because I love the chaos. <laughs> I think it's almost a lock, and and this because it's funny uh, that I say this, and it goes back to what we talked about at the very beginning yep. of our podcast uh, when we first started this. Was we you guys were really talking about the power or the group of five getting into a playoff spot this year, and I kept saying even and we've been seeing things are falling apart. Yeah, in the in the power five, you're looking at what I was talking about. Yeah. I think it's it almost locks in your two SEC spot. It does. I mean, you got look at that, dude. Like, yeah. look at See, the top top six. Half the top six are SEC schools. Okay, let me throw this at you. Next year, do they implement a eighteen playoff? I don't think so. I think they do. Um, have they ever saw, have they talked about when they're going to look at? They talk. They've t- talked about it briefly, but I think next year. Especially with uh, undefeated BYU, if they beat Coastal, uh, and undefeated uh, Cincinnati, I think that that will they'll just look don't... at it and be like, okay, the landscape is starting to get more competitive. The from just from social media impressions, they know a majority of fans would like an expanded playoff. So you look at it from a revenue standpoint. It would bring in a shit ton more revenue. You can still incorporate the bowl games into it. I think that next year we'll see an 18 playoff. I want that's all I want. I think in I think an 18 playoff is perfect. I don't want something too crazy. Yeah, I know. You I know, know how you I feel about it. I know I know. We talked about it before. <laughs> um I just don't know if it comes that soon. Uh, I think it's inevitable. Well, I mean, you look at... It's an inevitable thing. They're going to have to increase it. Look what happened the year before they made the went to the playoff format. Do you remember what... Dude, I, I try to pretend the BCS era just, like, never existed. <laughs> so... So, 2013. The Florida State, Auburn. So you had a shit ton of one-loss teams. You had the UCF sitting at one loss. You had Michigan State sitting at one loss. Um, that oh yeah, that was the oof year for Ohio State where we dropped. Well, not quite the oof year, but we dropped two games. One of them to Michigan State, and was it Penn State the other? I don't know. I don't remember, but. Yeah, that year was a fucking mess, and you had so many teams that could have made a bid for that spot in the national championship game, and that's what prompted because there was you had the only team being undefeated was Florida State, and then you had Auburn, Michigan State, South Carolina was right in there, Oklahoma was in there, Bama was in there, Clemson, Oregon, UCF, Ohio State with two law, you had. Everybody was beating everybody, and you didn't have all of the undefeateds, and that was the year that they're like, we need to add more spots so we don't have to make that fucking tight decision that we made. Yeah. 
Well, I, like I said, I think it's inevitable. Um, I just I don't know about that soon. I just don't because <clears throat> I think that playoff. I feel like that was probably in the works longer than people realize behind the scenes. I think that they were in the process of switching that. Well, the the well, yeah, because you're talking about a, a complete format change. Adding four teams is not that big of a a change to make. That would be a rather simple. You just incorporate the uh, all of the New Year six games and then add two higher tier bowl games to the mix. And congratulations, you've done it. Maybe expand it to um, encompass instead of just both semifinals happening on or the same day. You do quarterfinals, two games each quarter uh, on consecutive days, like a Friday, Saturday, and then the next weekend you do the semifinals and then go into the championship. I don't think it would be that difficult to make the structure change. Okay. Um, well, I think that all it leaves left to talk about are our big three teams. Uh, we all, well, we all three should be playing this week. Yeah. Should be. Should be. Hopefully. Uh, Miami hasn't played in three weeks. High State hasn't played in two. Yeah. Um, you know, start, we'll, we'll start off with Cincinnati. Because oh, I, they, I was they, about to just toss them because somebody didn't show up. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's funny because I, uh. I, I know I'm, I got messages from him. I just haven't been able to, to check the phone. Um, but uh, they play Tulsa, and this is kind of a sneaky game. Yes, and this is this scenario that we're about to get into is what I think is probably going to prevent them from having a shot to get into the playoffs. Yeah, um, you know, last their last week they played they played and beat UCF. Mm-hmm. Um, so, which was a solid win. I mean, it was 36-33. Yep. Tight game. Um, but still a solid win. I mean, UCF is the perennial team. Dominant team of the American yeah. so far. Um, but Tulsa, a top 25 team, they look stronger than I think people realize. Yeah. Um, because I know when you think American, you think um, Cincinnati, Memphis, UCF. But uh, Tulsa's looking good Their this year. Their only loss is Oklahoma State. Yeah. And that's saying something. And that was week one. Yeah, sixteen to seven was their only loss. So if if Luke was here, I'm sure he'd be <sighs> nervous. I don't know, man. You know, yeah. we'd probably have to prod him along to pick Cincinnati to win the game. But but, I mean, I I don't think that's actually going to be a challenging game. They do still have to play Navy first, but I think they'll go out and dominate Navy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, BYU. Yeah. <laughs> If BYU could dismantle them, I'm sure Tulsa would be fine. But so that's another team that I don't I think hasn't gotten enough respect. And the, the you can make a lot of you can make arguments for a lot of teams yes. this year, but I just think the COVID situation now, and no out of game, I, we're gonna get th- this sucked is, back into it. This is where I think the situation gets sticky for Cincinnati. Okay, so no matter what happens in this game. These two teams are going to play again in the American Conference Championship. Right after. Very next Which week. Which should be like the very next week, but yes. we'll see what happens. So, any, most football fans should know, well, sports fans in general, it is very, very difficult to beat the same team in back-to-back weeks. Mm-hmm. To beat them twice in back-to-back weeks is very... It's hard twice in a year, let alone yes. right back-to-back. So... 
that is um it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out cincinnati's going to have to have come in with two completely different uh game well both teams are going to have to come in with two completely different game plans because for the first game you're going to have to go in the other team's going to get a read on what you're you're doing they're going to make their adjustments you're going to have to make your adjustments you cannot go into the second game with that same game game plan because they have already made the adjustments for what your schemes are what your plan is Mm -hmm. you're going to have to go in with something completely different now it's still going to have to be your style and your type of game but you're going to have to adjust you know your tendencies what uh your run pass balance is what kind of plays you're running and everything so what is going to give one team the edge over the other is just going to be straight up it's going to be coaching Mm-hmm. The better coaching staff is going, that team, uh, whoever coaches the better, or whatever team has the better coaching staff, that's the team that's going to win that second game. Yep. And that's that's it. Like, that's how it is. Well, so uh, we'll stick to this week for now because we're definitely going to be revisiting this because it's inevitable that they're going to play each other again. Who you got this week? This week I have Cincinnati. Um, I think Desmond Ritter has been hot. Um, now Smith is his first name Zach. Um, I think it is. Uh, yeah, Zach Smith. He's been having a hell of a year on his own. Uh, sixty percent completion, twelve hundred yards, ten touchdowns, but he has six interceptions. That touchdown interception ratio, it's positive, but it's not the best ratio. So, of course, we don't know if they're a passing team or if they're. Um, well, I mean, I mean, he's, he's only got a thousand or a little over a thousand yards passing. So I'm gonna guess yeah. this is a run team. Um, well, their leading rusher only has 356 yards. Yeah, but they might be running by committee at the same time. Well, let's well, here. Let's sir. Well, let's take a gander. Well, the yards passing, you just damn it, Zane. What? I'm going to the stats. It was right there, right there for the taking. Uh, team stats. Um. Net passing yards, 1,500. Rushing yards, 988 rushing yards. Okay, so it's, what I'm hearing is maybe defense? Because <laughs> this offense just sounds borderline um, bad. They don't have the team kicking. Because they played staff. almost a full season. Yeah. And those those numbers are not good. No. Um, defense, um, let's look at the turnovers. So... What we got? Interceptions, six interceptions, and seven fumble recoveries. So they're getting a decent amount of turnovers. But you look at their schedule, um, they gave up 16 to Oklahoma State, gave up 26 to UCF, gave up 13 to South Florida, 30 to East Carolina. They're not bad. No. That's not a bad Uh, defensive performance. Oh wait, never mind. They've only played one, two, three, four, five, six games. Yeah, they're five and one. Okay, never mind. But, That's not too bad. I mean, still, it seems like they're a pretty balanced team, but they rely on their defense to. Because it's not like they're putting up god tier numbers on offense, you know. Yeah. Well, so you got all right. So you got Cincinnati winning this week. I've also got Cincinnati this week. Luke would have Cincinnati winning this week. 
my thing I wanted to talk about and wish Luke was here, even though he'd hate the question. Luke Fickle. What? What do you think? What are you thinking? In, in terms of what? Like, in terms of the championship game? Yeah, I think he's going to coach his team to the end. Are you talking postseason? Yes. Um, because it's already out there, man. There's yes. a lot of interest for him. There is a lot of interest for him. Um, my thing is, is I don't think the right job is... He's not going to leave Cincinnati for... Purdue, just, just your your yeah. mid tier power five team. He wants a big job. Yes, he wants a big. He wants a job with prestige. Um, do I think he ends up at Michigan? No. Do I think he ends up at uh, Texas? No. South Carolina? No. Um, I don't think there's any job openings in this cycle that will entice him. I think he stays at Cincinnati. He, like Luke said, he just signed uh, that big extension. Um, he lo- likes the city. His family's there. It's close to Columbus where the his full family's at. I think he stays at Cincinnati for the time being. Now, if uh, a major position opens up, like say there's a big-time retirement or something happening... Uh, I could see him moving on to a big time program in the next few years. Well, I got, but I got a program that I mean I know the fans have wanted him gone for years. I've always said I don't like him as a coach. Auburn. Yeah. <laughs> what about Auburn? I could you think s- that's a big enough job for him to. I think it would be enticing. Um. Now, here's another question for you. Say fuck. My, I got an eyelash in my eye, and it's bugging the hell out of me. Um, when is the next realignment for the conferences? I think it's for another couple of years. Uh, I think it's a little while out. He's extended until 2026. Yeah, but... Okay, I, so just hear out my crazy conspiracy theory. What do you think? He's in the state. Cincinnati goes to the Big Ten, and then he sits there, and he tries to build a Big Ten power. I don't think so. Because I... And I, I'm a firm believer, and I don't, I don't care how much you love of the program that you're sticking with. Money, man, money trumps all. And yeah. I don't think I don't. I wouldn't care if Cincinnati jumped to the Big Ten. That program is not going to be able to open its wallet up like a bigger school will. I just think the money at some point. It's yeah. It's like Jimbo. Yeah. Look at Jimbo Fisher, man. He's the prime example. He had a cattle like or a Lamborghini at Florida State. And what took him away? Money. They yeah. offered to A and M offered him a ridiculous amount of money to go to a program that was falling apart. Yeah, and he left. So, money, I think, is going to be the driving factor. And and I get it. He probably, I'm sure, he does love the program. Love the program. Loves the ability to build a program, his own program. I mean, this yes. could be a thing where he would be a legend at Cincinnati. Yeah, a legend, literally. Well, I mean, you look at. The two previous coaches for the team, where did they go? Big jobs. Tennessee, Notre Dame. Yeah. I just, I think, I just, I think that's it's almost inevitable. Now, again, we don't know what teams are going to open up yet. No. Um. So I agree, South Carolina. Now. No. Uh. That. Uh. From what I've heard, they're pretty locked in right now on getting um. Um. Oh, I forget his freaking name. Well. 
a, a smaller school. I just can't remember off the top of my head. This is killing me. Billy Napier from Louisiana. Okay. Um, they're looking at. I think they're that's more than likely going to be the head coach of Tennessee or uh, well, South Carolina. Your three hottest prospects. Tennessee's going to open up. You. Well, I think probably the one thing that Fickle's really going to have to fight with if he stays at Cincinnati is keeping his offensive coordinator. Or is it his... Which one is it? I think it's his offensive coordinator. It would have to be, because their offense yeah. is what they're, they're pride and joy. Um, but your three big coaching uh, fantasies out there are going to be Fickle, Matt Campbell, Venables, and Campbell. Yeah. That's it. And there, I don't see there being that many job openings this year. I think there's going to... At major programs. Um, that would be able to pull those three guys. I think there's going to be a lot. I, I think that you're going to see a big carousel open up this year. I think... I'm not going to lie to you. I think the Michigan job... I'm still firm on that. I think the Michigan job's opening up this year. They're getting too much heat, dude. Yeah. I mean, at some point... The heat gets. To, the, I don't care how loyal you are. Look the at Jerry, Look at Jerry Jones. The I, dude had a best friend as his, as his head coach. I think Michigan's going to hold on to Jim Harbaugh to end this year. But that team is imploding between the players and the coaching staff and the, the parents, parents, the media, the parents. I mean, you just had Kirk Herbstreit go on there and freaking blast. Like, yeah. dude, it's going to happen. He's gone. I either hope he's it does. gone or he's either they fire him or he's. It's going to be like some mutual. I've, I, I personally think it'll be a. Mutual he's, separation. He's going to leave. Break, break the contract. He's going to leave. Yes, um, I think he's gone. Yeah, I think it's it's going to be a trestle situation essentially, where they're like, "Hey, yeah, it's going to be a trestle situation without the, the, the controversy." Game. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be like, "Hey, we love you." Th- eh, in terms of Harbaugh, thank you for what you've done, but we're going to politely ask you to leave. Yeah, so. I think that's that job's for sure going to be open, but I think USC is going to be open. In really? My yeah. They, Clay Helton's been on that hot seat for too long. He's been on the hot seat almost ever since he's been there. Yeah. And unless, you know, I understand that they're not gonna, they're going to have a short season, but they've this it's been something that's been well that would be about for that a would be a time. job I could see Campbell taking. But like, so I think like or a, Venables. I think you're going to be looking at a USC is going to be open. I think Tennessee is going to be open. Yeah, um, you know, after still, after what they had, well, the only thing I think that could save him is the recruiting class that he's being able to pull. That's up. falling apart right now. Oh, you're right, it is. Their five, the uh, their two top commits just decommitted this past week. Yeah, they did. So that's why I'm I'm that because that's what held me back on my yes. Jeremy Pruitt because of his recruiting. But that recruiting class is starting to decommit like left and right yeah. now. So bye, he's gone. I mean, you're, and then you, you've got those guys that have been like perennial hot seat guys. Yeah. Gus Malzahn, you know. Franklin. Yeah. Well, Franklin kind of. The, the, Frank, the, the, Franklin was him bring, it, bringing that program back from the ashes. What, what saved him. Even though I think he should be gone. What saved him, the only reason he still has his job is the game-winning field goal against Ohio State in, what, 2016? I've got another one, too. I'm not even done. Another big tool. Who? Nebraska. Yeah. I think Scott Frost is going to be gone, too. Yeah. That's been a huge disappointment. Um, everybody... I don't care if he's the poster boy of their... Per, well, you know. every, coming from that UCF team, man, everybody thought that was going to go way better. Yeah, I did. I was kind of nervous for Ohio State, man. I'm not going to lie to you. I thought he was going to be able to recruit Florida, because Ohio State's very good at recruiting Florida and Texas, and I thought he was going to be that pipeline for Florida. Yeah. 
and he uh and well, a little fun fact for you when i because i love how i brought that up subliminally he uh, a fun fact for you they had five players uh and they were big time bigger players commit last year from florida all five have transferred out or transferring out this year they're all wow. gone because I, I know that because three of them uh picked nebraska over miami but and uh, we said no we don't want them back so <laughs> anyway uh so that's like another thing they're getting a lot of transfers out yeah if it wasn't for it being his first year, Mike Norvell would be on the hot seat. But it's his first year COVID situation. Yeah. That team's falling. They just had their, uh, I don't know if you know, their former five-star I, yeah. linebacker, Woodbay. And he's freaking transferring out now. And Ohio State fans are like, we don't want him. Well, do we? But he didn't pick us. But do we? <laughs> <laughs> see, like, that's where, like, see, that's where, like, my, and Miami fans do that, too. We're like, we're like, man, he's a good player. Fuck Florida State. I can't. We just can't do it. He's Florida State. It's like it's like he could literally have like God numbers, and we're like, yeah, but he played for Florida State. But like for us, it's no. because he picked. He was committed to Ohio State. Yeah, it was and, a battle between yeah. you guys and Florida State. And, and so it's like, well, that's how he we didn't were with half us. of Nebraska's transfers. They're, yeah. they're like, we're looking to go there. Miami's just going, <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> so I think that I personally, I think there's going to be a lot of because teams have already shown that they don't really truly care about the the COVID layoffs yeah. enough to buy out contracts because yeah. there's still that heat, man. Mm-hmm. There's still a you lot gotta of You got to perform. Um, outside of, I really want to, I know I wanted to talk the big three, but I think the Cincinnati one was the one because they've got the most intriguing game. I think Miami blows out Duke. Michigan I think we're gonna State. Come back. Michigan State, even if you yeah. guys play that game, that's going to be a, uh, the one thing a to look. The one thing to look for uh, in the Michigan State-Ohio State game. Um, last week's game against Illinois, um, Ohio State was planning on getting into a, a deeper rotation with the young guys in the secondary. So getting some of those high-level recruits and getting them game time and seeing what they do because obviously it hasn't performed up to expectations. No, the secondary needs and to improve. So expect uh, a lot of new faces in the Ohio State secondary this week. Yeah. And uh, so news for Miami would be uh, Savion Collins finally decommitted from us last night. Finally. We've been wanting him to decommit for months. He's uh, one of the Palmetto Five. He's the other defensive tackle next to uh, Leonard Taylor. Okay. Uh, I mean, dude, I've been... Andrew Ivins, he's the big uh, Miami insider for recruiting. Dude, I, I've been listening to this guy since August, and he's been going, Savion Collins isn't going to be in this class. Like, face it now, he's not going to be in this class. And he's literally ridden with us, and literally every week, every time they talk about recruiting numbers and stuff, they're like, oh, well, that spot's going to open up. That spot's going to open up. So then when he decommitted and fan... Uh, like, Florida fans started going in, like, oh, you guys just lost TV on Collins. We're like, ah, oh, dude, that's old news. We've known that since August. <laughs> so uh, he finally decommitted. Uh, two big targets opened up. Uh, I was just talking about Tennessee. Uh, their four-star corner and five-star linebacker, they both decommitted. Uh, they're, one of them is a big Miami target. One's a wish list. Uh, a wish list is Terrence Lewis, the linebacker, top linebacker in the country. Uh, from what I've heard, a lot of fans were optimistic when he first decommitted. But rumor mill right now, Auburn's a team to beat, um, and then a and really high on his recruitment right now. Uh, Miami's pretty much not even looking into him. Uh, the off-the-field sh- stuff with him is just too much. Yeah. Well, uh, We're going through culture change. We just don't want to bring toxic players no matter the talent. Um, so hopefully that pass doesn't come to hurt us. Um, and then um, I can't remember his name, Mc- McGee. I think his last name is McGee. He's a corner decommitted from Tennessee. He's number one on our cornerback list right now. we got to get him. Um, so hopefully we make a good push for him. It could, from what I've heard, that's going to come down between us and A and M. Okay. So that's the Miami news. Hopefully we beat Duke. Um, 
usually a sleeper team. They suck this year. I'm not too worried about it, <laughs> even after three weeks off. Um, but what's got you dialed up, man? I know the house hunt hasn't... Man! Has I know it's been kind of dialing you guys down, but... I don't, I don't even know what's got me dialed up. I'm out of fucking quarantine. I know that much. Um, <laughs> the house hunt has been a pain in the ass. We put in five different offers now. Went into contract once. Had to terminate that because of the inspection. Had the best offer on one house. Got beat out because the homeowner or the sellers knew one of the other people that put in an offer that was worse than ours. And they still accepted that one over ours. We got beaten out on price on three different other ones. So it's... And now the market's drying up. It's getting into winter. Nobody wants to move during the winter. So I don't know what the hell's happening on it. Uh, Good news... It looks like I'm going to start getting more hours at work, so more money in my pocket. There you go. That's what's up. Dialed up. He's dialed up for work to work more. I'm, I would be dialed up to work less, but I, I just I can. All I do work. is sit on my ass. It's not like I do much. Well, <laughs> I'm still dialed up about a football reason, but it ain't the it ain't the Canes. I'm dialed up about my Pittsburgh Steelers, man. Ah, eh, fuck you. Sorry, I know. You know I'm, I'm dialed up, man. You know, eleven and zero. I haven't seen a, uh, our team play like this in the regular season before, so it's it's great to finally yeah, barely to squeaking watch it. out a win against Trace McSorley. Eleven and zero. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. Trace McSorley. It's twenty twenty. I don't give a damn. What anyone? Eleven and zero. Eleven and zero. Okay. I don't care. Top of the NFL. That's all that matters. But hey, you got to come home with that with that Lombardi Trophy. That's hey, all that matters. Hopefully, we do. You know, it would only be our setup. So hopefully we are able yeah. to pull that off for the and, seventh time. Um, you know what I'd love to see? Green Bay oh, and Pat- Steelers a and just us kicking your ass. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it'd be beautiful. No. Not this year, man. A-Rod, I want to get another I one. I don't think he's going to get there. He's going to get a second. He's going to beat out Favre. I don't think he'll be there. He's going to beat out Favre. I love Aaron Rodgers, though. But Oh, he's a dude. Yeah, he's, he's, he's awesome. Except he can't chug a beer, but it's okay. It's okay, neither can I, so I can't hate on him too his, much. His interviews on the Pat McAfee show are fucking gold. Dude, his interviews on anything are fucking yeah. gold. He's a, he is, I love that man. And he I is hate, awesome. and I, I don't hate the Packers, but they're not one of my favorite teams, but no. I like Aaron Rodgers. No, but the only reason I hate the Steelers is because of... Everybody like, hates... If, no. it, if you don't love the Steelers, you hate the Steelers. The only reason I hate the Steelers is because of all of the Ohio-Pittsburgh fans. Bitch, you're from Ohio. You aren't from Pennsylvania. Get with the program. It doesn't matter. Oh, Where are Pits- you from? Hold Pits- on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Hold No. Hold it. Pittsburgh Penguins hold it. fans. Nope. Hold, it. hold it. Hold it. I want to hold it. I want to hold it here because we're from Columbus and he's a Green Bay fan. So what the fuck? I grew what? up. I started playing football when I was four years old. In Wisconsin? No. No. I, I, played, I played for the. I don't care. I played for the See? Packers and Favre was the quarterback See? of the Green Bay Packers See? and I fell in love. I don't care because uh, I'm a Steelers fan because my dad was a Steelers fan and I've grown up in a Steelers and Browns household. Now, granted, I was a Browns fan up until the third grade and they traded uh, well, Quincy, uh, I'm not, Quincy Morgan to the Steelers and I became a Steelers fan. I'm not fan. questioning your. What well, I'm. Like I said, the thing no, that. No, that logic makes no sense because no. look, here you are. I, you you are no you, are you, you know with that argument no because that's not the portion of the argument it's not about you know where you're from it's about how fucking obnoxious the Ohio portion of the Steeler fan base is I mean do you do you do you blame it though I it's mean look at the Ohio fucking, teams to choose from well I mean I guess it's probably just Ohio fans because Ohio State fans are obnoxious fuck anyway too but <laughs> he's not wrong Ohio State fans are pretty bad but. Oh, like I don't have a problem with Steeler fans as a whole, but just that Ohio subset, just they get on my nerves, man. They get on my nerves. 
I mean, I mean, the team I hate most the is closest, Cincinnati. It's the, I fucking it's hate the closest Cincinnati. good NFL team. Like, really good NFL. Team. As much as we like to support these guys, I fucking hate their city. Fuck I hate the city. fucking Bengals. Yeah, fuck that. Sorry, city. I fucking hate the Bengals, dude. Like, I, I hate the city, yeah. dude. Sorry, sit, Luke. I do. Going, I hate to break it to you. Shocker. Going to college, I I was going down to Lindsey Wilson, and it took me five hours to get from Kings Island to the river. <laughs> to drive through Cincinnati. Yeah, my bus. So when uh, I when, uh, fucking when, brutal. When I was in the army, we went to uh, our AT, our two week AT in Kentucky. And we were driving back through Cincinnati. Downtown Cincinnati bus broke down in the middle middle of the summer. No air conditioning. Nine o'clock at night, driving home from Lindsey Wilson. I-71, <laughs> shut down. No reason. I had to divert, go through downtown Cincinnati, which is a clusterfuck, by the way. Go by uh, Xavier, or not Xavier, but... Um, no, Xavier's uh, a um, little further north, I think. No, I had... Whichever... Yeah, because it's Butler, that's Indiana. Uh, it was Xavier. I had to drive wow. through through their fucking campus and divert. I had my mom and dad on the phone Google mapping me through this fucking maze of a city just trying to get back on I-71, which was, oh, I fucking hate that city so much. You are in Ohio. You're Kentucky. <laughs> fuck you, Cincinnati. So, and uh, Michigan, you can take Toledo. Yes. Um, so anyway... <laughs> I don't know why we went to war with you guys for that, but anyway. <laughs> you should have so, just, 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 just let you guys just keep it. it. If only they saw it. If only they saw the future. The only good thing, uh, the the only thing that's better about that Toledo subset, that's better than, about that piece of land than Michigan, is that it has better roads because ODOT takes care of it. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, we're going to try to get a little more active on social media uh, with us being kind of separated and the issues we've had getting recording. Um, it's been kind of difficult to keep the social media going. It's, yeah, it's we've been kind of in a rut because of I'm, this guy's quarantine. I'm always on my uh, L Dub underscore TV Twitter account, so I'm always on there, but not too much on the actual podcast. Um, but the individual Twitter account always on it. Um, the other guys active on Instagram pretty much, um, but as term in terms of social media. That's kind of where we're active the most at. You know, it, we're in, and we're gonna try to get keep this back, get back into a constant uh, content update. So hopefully yeah. we'll be a little more active. Uh, bear with us. Twenty twenty has been rough on all of us, uh, work schedules included. Yeah. So um, trying to get more um, less mundane and recappy with the content as well. Yeah, we're uh, if you notice today we skipped no more no recap um we're just gonna hit the important stuff I've, and plus it helps us kind of just sit and talk and be a little more natural so yeah uh but give us some feedback let us know um what you like what you didn't like if this was too boring all that jazz railroad us we don't we don't care we're not soft um i'll you probably talk shit to you huh you what said railroad us you really that dude train. i was in the army i got i got trained <laughs> for six years so um Anyway, hit us on our social media accounts. We'll hit the description or uh, links in the description. Just bear with us. Please drop comments. Share us around. Before we leave, um, I did for those that are watching. Oh, he wants to just show. There's only one he really wants to show there, off. There, uh, there have been some new additions to the to the team. Okay, and there's two more on the way. So, University of Houston, University of Tulsa. 
welcome to the club, Tulsa, Cincinnati. We're going to put you two, you know, up for game day. We're going to have you guys head to head. Here it is. But uh, Mr. Military Man himself would like to present this one. This is the one I'm happiest about. Even, though, even though Army will beat you guys. Here you go. Look at that. Oh, she's a beauty. That is a pretty helmet. It's going to look real good when we beat you guys. <laughs> but but the collection look. is coming together, baby. How many more to go? Uh, Roundabouts 50, I think. Roundabouts 50. How about that? So getting closer every day. Like I said, two more on the way. But thank you all. We appreciate you. Uh, hit us up on social media. Follow, subscribe, wherever you uh, are listening or watching. We love you. Appreciate the support. It's all about you, baby. Go box.